0: Welcome to Queer Spirituality, the podcast. I'm your host, Julian Crossan Hill. This podcast is about an idea. It's the radical idea that queerness is a gift and that the divine celebrates it rather than merely accepts it. We'll explore the special role that queer people are meant to play in the coming spiritual awakening. Through the lives and stories of queer people, we'll explore the many ways of approaching the divine and how the sacred reveals itself in everyday actions. Most of all, this is a podcast about love. It's about the love of the universe. It's about love between people. And it's about the love a community can share with one another. Thank you for joining. Hello and welcome to this episode of Queer Spirituality, the podcast. I'm your host, Trillian Crossan-Hill. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about my own spiritual journey as a queer person and how I came to find spiritual fulfillment in the arms of the goddess and goddess spirituality. So my story starts growing up. My family was not at all religious My mother had grown up in a very conservative evangelical home and had gotten married quite young to escape it. And my father grew up Episcopalian and didn't really go to church or or have anything to do with church. So growing up, I really wasn't religious. My family didn't go to church. We didn't have any kind of spirituality. And I would say that in some ways, I grew up pagan because my mother, even though she wasn't practicing any type of religion at the time or have any type of deep spirituality, I was really into growing things when I was in like second grade. I wanted to have a garden and I liked to plant seeds and grow flowers and and do things in the dirt. And I also really loved animals. And my mother would tell me that God was in nature. And so it was a type of spirituality that was very sort of earth centered and rooted in nature and beauty being all around us. And then when I got older, when I was in my junior to senior year of high school, I think it was my senior year, my parents started to go to church and My father was an entrepreneur at the time, and church for him was less about the spirituality and the religion and more about the appearance and being seen as a godly person who went to church and did all the right civic and social things as a business person. Growing up, I did not have a great relationship with my father. My father was a perfectionist, and he really demanded a lot from us. But my father was also a racist and a homophobe. And growing up, even though I didn't yet know that I was queer, I knew I was different. I was more feminine. I was very emotional and very sensitive, which my father always said. I was just like my mother. And it was always said with kind of a note of disapproval. And my father used to say terrible, terrible things about how the gays should all be put to death and just really hateful, terrible things and and terribly homophobic things. So, and my father and I were just very different people. And because I was so sensitive and so emotional, my father really saw it as weakness and he tried to it, he wanted me to be more masculine, to be more like him. And so he was always sort of putting me down for being sensitive or for crying or things like uh, of that nature. So we grew up with a very difficult relationship. And we, when I became a teenager, I really developed a strong dislike for my father. Um, he had always been a racist as well. And as I got into high school, I recognized that that was wrong and i didn't relate to that anymore so in high school we started going to church because my dad felt like it was the thing to do for his business and my parents started going to an evangelical church and they wanted us kids to go which i didn't really want to go mostly mostly not because i was opposed to christianity but because i was a teenager who hadn't grown up with any type of religion or spirituality and really just wanted to sleep in on sunday morning so we started going to this church and at one time i remember the youth minister pulling me aside and telling me that I had a demon of homosexuality and that I was a terrible person who was going to hell and he wouldn't have me dragging anyone in his youth group there with me and just all these really hateful things. And it was a really traumatizing experience. I was not out yet and I wasn't, I don't know that I really had fully baked my queer identity yet And worse than that, he went and told my parents this too. So, you know, then my parents confronted me. And at the time, I really didn't know where I was with things. So I just denied it. And I grew really bitter about religion as a result. And I didn't want anything to do with church. And... I started hanging out with a lot of punks and new wavers and got really into art. And I went through quite a depression during that time between my father's disapproval. And then this incident, um, I just became really depressed and considered self-harm a number of times. But I also got really inspired to get into art through the people I was hanging out with. And I made the decision to go to art school at UNM, the University of New Mexico, um, totally against my father's wishes, who wanted me to be an engineer. Um, and my parents changed churches during this time and they still made us go, but you know, I was in co- I was going to college at the time I was a freshman in college, and so I usually would drive myself, and my middle sister. And we would sort of oversleep and arrive late and sit in the back and leave as soon as we could. So did as little as possible. And during this time, I also came out. I came out at first to my mother, who wasn't at all surprised. She told me, you know, that she knew um, and that she could tell because some of the crushes Like some of the friendships that I had were more like crushes than friendships. And so she kind of always knew she was totally accepting. I never did come out to my father. I still haven't. We've never had that conversation. I mean, he knows I'm married. I've changed my last name and everything, but we've never talked about it. And my father still tries not to even acknowledge it, um, the Christmas card this year came just to me, not to me and my husband, even though my husband is the one who sends our Christmas cards out. So I went non contact with my father. And then I, I saw my father at my mother's funeral. And then we went non contact for five years. And then an aunt and uncle talked me into having dinner with them. And he said some really asinine and racist stuff at our dinner. So then we haven't really spoken in five years. And so we've been pretty estranged and non-contact, which is kind of getting off the subject. So getting back to college, my freshman year of college, um, you know, I was 18. I was freshman at University of New Mexico. Just had come out and I discovered witchcraft at the time. And I discovered it through a book by an author called, named Scott Cunningham. And the book was Wicca for the Solitary Practitioner, which is kind of considered a classic book on Wicca. And Scott Cunningham was also queer. And what really grabbed me about this book was just the beauty with which he spoke about nature and about the goddess. And, you know, for me, my first real exposure to religion was christianity that pretty much rejected me and they talked about the heavenly father and having this relationship with your heavenly father and i had a shit relationship with my earthly father so i couldn't really perceive a heavenly father who was loving and accepting and what i experienced in church wasn't a heavenly father that was loving and accepting you know, i experienced judgment and Isolation. And so when I explored Wicca and I discovered a mother goddess, I could really finally relate to a higher power because I had always had such a great relationship with my mother and she had always been a very loving and supportive presence in my life. And so seeing the goddess as that loving, nurturing higher power really, for me, allowed me to move into a spirituality that I felt really accepted me and that I fit within. And I haven't looked back 34 years later, I'm still a goddess worshiper, I'm still doing witchcraft, I'm still teaching classes on paganism and helping other queer people find the goddess. Now, I will say, is not perfect. First of all, there's queer people who don't have good relationships with their mothers either. So goddess might not really speak to them any more than a a heavenly father spoke to me. I also know that in the earlier days of Wicca in the 70s, particularly among like Gardnerian Wicca and some of the traditional initiatory paths, there was also a lot of homophobia. And so it's not perfect. We've come a really long way and I think that modern paganism in Wicca is much more inclusive and very accepting of people who are queer. And um, what I have experienced in my path with the goddess is that love and nurturing and non-judgment that I had always been looking for. And the reason I share this story is because I know that a lot of queer people have experienced religious trauma at the hands of churches or family members. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people then shut that part of them off. They say spirituality is a bunch of bullshit and I'm not gonna, I don't need it. And they become an atheist or agnostic and they they live without spirituality. And I really believe that spirituality can enhance our lives And I think that rather than as a knee jerk reaction dismissing all spirituality after facing religious trauma, I think it can be really useful to explore other options and other paths. Um, I really feel like finding Wicca and finding the goddess saved my life at a time that I was in a very dark place. And since then, my spirituality has brought me a great deal of joy and fulfillment and a strong sense of purpose to my life. And so I just think that it's helpful to look at other options because there are other ways to experience a relationship with a higher power and to find a sense of purpose that is deeper than just, Than just life purpose, than just what am I here to do kind of idea, but going even deeper to how can, how does my higher power want me to be of service to the collective? And I think that that's a really important thing. And so for me, finding Wicca and finding the goddess really brought all of that home for me and gave me a spiritual home. That's not to say that that's for everyone or a spiritual home for all queer people. But for me, it certainly was. And I thought it would just be helpful to share my story a little bit because often you will hear me talk about a higher power, and I prefer to say goddess. I think everybody should have their own name for their higher power, whether it's spirit, infinite intelligence, God, goddess, all that is, whatever you want to call it. We're all talking ultimately about the same thing. And so whenever I say goddess, just know that you can substitute whatever your word is in there. my blog and past episodes of this podcast at www.queerspirituality.net. That's www.queerspirituality.net. Let me know what you think on Instagram at queer underscore spirituality or continue the discussion with like-minded people in the Queer Spirituality Facebook group. You can find it linked from the Queer Spirituality Facebook page or on the homepage of the Queer Spirituality website. Bright blessings.